no one told you life was gonna be this way. The club's a joke, you're broke, your game plans in your way. It's like you're living off your past career. When it hasn't been your day, week, your month, or even your year. But I'll be there for you. When performance is poor, I'll be there for you. And you're losing by four, I'll be there for you. Because you scored that camp new. What's happening, guys? Welcome back to Sportsmates Offside Report, brought to you by the APL Live app. I'm Nick Bulliamino, and joining me once again is the panel of experts, Jimmy Zabo, Al Jensen, and Mitch Ball, and we're here to dive into all the headlines from the week just passed, and I think we all know what the big one is. Oligon Solskjaer has been sacked by Manchester United. We all saw this one coming. Everyone did. Some earlier than others. Cough, cough. Me. So stay tuned for all the fallout shortly from our two United uh, supporters here on the podcast. And that headline probably overshadowed a great weekend of football as well. 36 goals were scored across two days. Goals were flying in. Rodri's rocket. Kante's run. And the assists were just as good from the usual providers, Cancelo and Trent Alexander-Arnold. And making other news, Newcastle are at the bottom of the table. Steven Gerrard gets his first win. Burnley and Palace play out a thriller. And that probably won't give us enough time to actually give credit to Watford, just like everyone else. Speaking of thrillers, there are a couple in Italy that our Serie A expert will cover off. And of course, we're not forgetting the A-League. Oh, A-League men's uh, week one is done and dusted. Look and Melbourne begins with a victory. All that plus more on this week's edition of the Offside Report. Now, before we get stuck into it, this will be Al's final show for a few weeks before yes. he heads off back to the motherland, back to England. He's back tomorrow. He's taking off tomorrow, Alan. Just pissing off. I'm flying off tomorrow. You're right. I've got just got my negative test results back. So here I come, England. I, I, I hear you're just jumping back on the Spurs bandwagon, mate. You see Antonio Conte doing well, and you just want to see him in the flesh. You're All, of a hero. Sudden, all of a sudden, straight back That's over it. there. I love him now. He's the boss, isn't he? <laughs> so much passion. We love it. Uh, yeah, but I'll, yeah, definitely going to that game, the Tottenham Brentford match on uh, Thursday week, and it's the first time I mentioned last. A couple of weeks ago, first time at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So uh, pretty pumped about that one. Mm. I'm also yeah. heading down to watch a team called Dulwich Hamlets. Big shout out to them. Play on sat on the Saturday. Uh, they Lock currently play in the National League Tier 6 of English football. Oh, yeah. So, so it's A-League standard equivalent. <laughs> say. That could almost yeah, be a little stub. Very nicely done there, Alan. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. My goodness. What takes you to that game then? Do you have a well, mate playing there? I've got a couple of friends that um, I think they're shareholders in it in the team. So uh, you don't have friends. That's a lie. What about Lance? <laughs> is Lance one of them? No, Lance is not one of them. No, he uh, um, he's, he lives over here. So, um, but yeah, a couple couple of guys uh, will be there with me, Will and Luke. Uh, so it's not Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it should be good to, to go and watch watch some some good quality standard football. Mate, we're going to miss you, and we're a bit jealous as well. And so is Mitch, uh, speaking of Antonio Conte, because he's not going to be at Manchester United, replacing Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And that was, of course, the big news of the week. So, Mitch, mate, how are you feeling? You, Look, you got your way. 
I don't think it was just me. I think it was 99.99% of our United fans. And I think, I think even actually, no, I was going to say, I think other opposition teams would be other opposition fans would be on the same page, but I feel like they've almost lost three points now. So it's look, it's a, you want to, you want to celebrate it because it's a good thing. If he was any other manager, you know, he would have been sacked months ago and that's, that's the reality. So it's been a long time coming, you know, Ole as a player, you can't knock him as a coach. He, he took from when he picked up United, when he started, you know, we were not the same team we are today. And so we've got him to thank for that. But long story short, he wasn't the man just to take us to that next step, which with the players we've now got at United, we have to be there. We have to be winning trophies and that's what he's failed to do. So it's a good thing. It's a long time coming and, you know, I'm excited to see what comes next. Mm. Apparently, Ollie was dead inside when he received his marching orders. How does how does that make you feel? smile on his both, face. Both Look Mitch and Jimmy. smile on his face when he says that. How rude of you. That is disrespectful, Nick. Why do you be happy about somebody losing their job? I'm not happy. I don't well, like to look bl- I, I don't, I don't, mate, I, I would have been happy if he signed a three-year contract extension. I'd love him to stay at Manchester United, but mm. I, I hate blowing my own trumpet. But I think it was maybe on our second or third. You do pod, not hate I, it. I said, I said that he wouldn't be here, uh, wouldn't be at Manchester United next season. And then I brought it down to Christmas and you all laughed at me. Or well, Jimmy definitely did. I, I laughed know, I at you about what, that he would get his marching orders. Yeah, this was back when Manchester United was. I'm pretty sure winning games. That, no, no, early mate. I'll I'll rewind oh, you the tape. Get I'll your, find the. Clip. I'll do some work for once and go back in the tapes and try and find it because I don't remember oh, that at all. Um, <laughs> a lot of people predicted that he'd leave, but it's just annoying that it took so long because now all the managers that we wanted are gone. I mean, we wanted Conte. It should have been done earlier. You've gained nothing by by extending his time there at the club, and I love the man. He is, is a good man with a great heart and is a legend of the club, but he was never the manager to take this club forward. It should have been done earlier because now who's available? That's the problem. You've got Zidane who can't speak English. He's going to come in and, and, and do what? You know, I don't, I don't like that. I know Mitch thinks he can come in and do the job, but I don't really like that. I like Poch, but he's at PSG, so you're going to have to probably wait until the season's finished. So it's just the worst time to probably do it. You know, we, we wanted this done ages ago, and it's another decision that, probably puts them behind. I mean, un- unless, you know, in the interim, something um, drastic happens, but it's, it's just, it's a mess of a club. We know that. And it was, it's actually ironic that the, the team that does it to him is Watford and they've got Ben Foster and Tom Cleverley, Josh King, that couldn't even make the United team. And they're the ones who end uh, his reign there. So it's uh, yeah. Disappointed. I think you're not in the situation that he's gone, but just everything that's happened, but about time, you know, you know what I mean. Like it had to; it was inevitable. Does it make the the season a bit of a write off now for Manchester United because they're talking about having an interim for the rest of the season? So, w- what sort of effect is that mm-hmm. going to have on uh, your Champions League campaign? Your, your you know, your, the top four race. Is it is the interim coming in really going to make much make that much of an impact? I would I wouldn't think so, Mitch. You know more about you know a manager's influence, but I wouldn't think so unless something drastically changes. Like I said, when it's dangerous though, because when it, when there's a new start, sometimes you can get results early, and then people start to think, oh, maybe it's the interim coach. Maybe this is working. Maybe we keep him on. That's what you thought last it's, time. It's exactly right, and sometimes <laughs> it's just a change of mentality because you do have a fresh start. So I'm not sure. It 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 seems like a bit of a write off, doesn't it? Unless they get somebody in the door, but, but I mean, isn't it Michael Carrick coming in, ex-player, caretaker boss? 
Yeah, yeah well, it's like he's got the Villarreal match, and I'm assuming the one on the weekend, unless again, as Jimmy keeps yeah. saying, something drastic happens. But back to that, something drastic. To be honest, I would hate, I'd almost hate for United to come out and beat Chelsea because it just proves that the players weren't going to play for Ole, and like that's a frustrating thing because, look, you know, I was the first to question his tactics, and I, I think tactically he wasn't up to it. But if you had that on top of the players just going out there and not caring what they were doing, that's at, at a club like United, you can't have that. You cannot have that, and that proves that the change room had given up on him and. You know, he had Fernandez behind him, standing behind him, telling, you know, fans to not boo him, but you were behind him. Get up next to him, stand with him or get in front of him. Like, it proves they don't really care. And if they go out and beat Chelsea, that doubles down on the fact that the players don't want to play for him. And that's and that's a disappointing thing at a, at a club like United, to have homegrown players. There's, there's players out in that first team that were academy players growing up, watching Solskjaer in the first team, probably training on the next pitch over. And they can't even, you know putting effort for uh, for their own manager. Um, yeah, but that's know, the thing, Mitch, disgusting. is like they, they knew it was going to happen for a long, long time, though. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, where's the motivation come from? Because they know that it doesn't matter what they did out there. They were never going to keep him. And yeah. so it's you're in a bit of a standstill. So there was no motivation. And, like, we, we exaggerated at the start of the season when we said, you know, United were going, to be, were going to challenge because of all the players that came in. We all knew that probably wouldn't work because it hasn't worked for a long time under, under, under Ollie. So... It's just disappointing, Alan. Well, I'm saying that. I mean, I think that United now, overrated club, you know, living in the past, to be honest with you. I mean, Ronaldo, great signing. But it's a bit of nostalgia, isn't it? Um, you know, they should have spent them. We've said it before. So it should have spent the Sancho and Donny Cash on, uh, on you know, Declan Rice. You know, that midfield is yeah. just weak as, weak as piss. <laughs> uh, but you look, you know... Mitch, yeah. How do you really feel, Alex? Oh, jeez. Well, it's true. It's true. I just don't think they're they're as good as they used to be. That, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and uh, you're right. I think Mitch, if they come out and they win, you know, that they, they start winning a few games now. Um, you know, it's 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 those players didn't stand up for the for, for the manager at that point. So what do we do? Do we get do we get Poch in? Do we get Zidane in? Or you know, <laughs> what are we going to do? Not to take a leaf out of Nick's book and, re- and believe everything I see on the internet, but <laughs> I did read that Poch apparently, half the reason he wants to get out of PSG is because he doesn't like the egos. So you want to come to United where you've got Pogba, yeah. Fernandez, you know, Maguire, I think has a bit of an ego with what he's been doing lately. Ronaldo. Ronaldo, that's ego central. And, that, and, that's, and I know, Jimmy, you disagree, but that's why I think Zidane would be good because he'll tell them <laughs> to shut up. He won't deal with them. They won't yeah. play. Well, he's got to find the right language to say shut up in. But that's an I, issue. But, I mean, you know, Pogba can translate. Be... He speaks French. That's, that's true. That's true. I, hasn't Zidane said no already? It's not well, he, apparently, he's not interested. But... No, and his wife said no. She doesn't want to go to cold Manchester, but I didn't think France was that much warmer. And I don't think she's seen the paycheck yet. Yeah, that would that could that would change my mind. I'm with you, Mitch. I'm, uh, the money. <laughs> I'm with you all the way, Mitch. I think Manchester United they need someone strong in there to control the egos, to control the dressing room. Conte, mate, he would have been good. I think Zidane he's proven to do that at Real Madrid. Uh, he's won Champions Leagues there. I don't know if like Pochettino's the name circulating around the most, and it, look, it'll probably happen um, whether it's this year, this season, or next season. I, I have my doubts about Poch, though, not because of his uh, coaching ability. I think he's a great coach, but just at Manchester United, he hasn't he hasn't really proven anything. Um, and I think Manchester United need to bring in someone proven. Uh, he did well at Tottenham, didn't necessarily win anything um goes to it's impossible to win anything in Tottenham, though i mean that's not he probably well, he hasn't he got the best out of them he did well, 
without any any uh, transfers as well. That's right. It's true. I'm I'm, I'm not doubting him. I'm you not doubting are. him. You I, just no, said I think I think him. Pochettino is a great manager, just not the right fit for Manchester United. I just think they need to go for someone who's proven. So who do they as go Mitch, for, as Mitch, I don't know. I don't know. As Mitch touched on, he hasn't really uh, hit the ground running at PSG, and yeah, they've got a lot of egos there as well. So get Fergie back about, in. Yeah, get Fergie back in. <laughs> what about Steve Bruce or Sam Allardyce? <laughs> Steve keep, Bruce? There, there's to keep a bit them of from not getting relegated. Hey, no, there's, there's actually rumours that Steve Bruce might return just as interim, just as interim. But, oh, you know, know, it's a bit of a watch this space. You know, I'd go straight to a 4-4-2. Suddenly, we sign another talk show. Peter Crouch comes out of retirement. Long ball, long ball yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at least Harry Maguire might suit that style a little more. He's we, mate, he, 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 when he gets back on the pitch. That's it. That's it. I honestly don't understand how Manchester United could have spent eighty million pounds or whatever it was on Harry Maguire. I, I want to know your honest opinion on him. Do you actually believe he's a good defender, Mitch? Oh, oh, oh so either of you. Jimmy got no, to go no, first there. Do you want me to go first? <laughs> yeah, I'd love you to you go, go first. first, Jimmy. Okay, well, I'll say this. I think he's in a slump. I think he's he's mentally fragile. He's a good defender, but he obviously reads and listens to everything, which is probably hard not to. But, you know, the fact is he he showed his true colours when when he scored you know, against Albania and he's given it to the crowd and everything like that because everyone's on his back, that sort of thing, all the pressure. Mate, that's not what people are saying. We don't care if you're performing for your country. We want you to do it consistently for your club. And then he goes out on the weekend and does that. So it's obviously, I think he's not mentally strong. Uh, and that's his problem. As a, just a pure defender, yeah, I think he is a good defender. But he needs to be have the right mindset and the right people around him. And he does in that United. And there's a lot of egos. There's no gelling. There's no good mix. Um, something needs to change drastically. Oh, I'll, I'll agree with the mental there. That's, that's the biggest part. But also, we, we did pay a hefty Englishman tax on that. Like, no, if he... Mm. He was in any other nationality. We're not paying 80 mil. Um, and the key thing is, like, you look at when Varane plays with him, next to him, we're a different side. And that's because he's not good enough to be the main man. And that and that's as simple as it is. It's not a negative thing. It's just he's not good enough as it stands right now to be the main centre-back at, at Manchester United. At You know, he can get away with it at, at Leicester. He can get away with it at mid-table teams. But at a big club where you are expected to be – I mean, look at – Nick, you'll love this, so um, enjoy it. But you look at Virgil van Dijk. He can be the main man. He can stand up. He's consistent every single week. We don't. Maguire isn't that for us. Varane is when he was when he is fit, and hope hopefully that's soon. But Maguire just isn't that consistency. He doesn't have that yet, and it could come. But he's not eighty mil right now. Not even close. I think I agree with you at United. You know, club level, he's not the main man. But you know, for England, he's phenomenal. I mean, he was in the team of the um, tournament at the Euros. You know, yeah. he's. Uh, he did embarrass himself twice. Obviously, scored against Albania, doing the old, you know, celebration there, and then the embarrassment. I mean, to, to be honest with you, he needs to stop trying to play it out from the back. He's a big okay. centre half. He's about my height, right? You know, he's he's got a 50, pe- 50 p head, fifty pence head, you know, header. In, in, he's, he's good in the air and stuff like that. But he's just, <laughs> I struggle there, don't I? Yeah, <laughs> there, but. Um, but yeah, he's he, he's he's not going to be the one to play from the back and stuff like that. He's not that skillful, to be honest with you. But the other key thing to remember about England, though, he's actually got a CDM in front of him that mops up half the stuff, so he doesn't have to worry about it. Declan Rice, right? And, and that's why well, I didn't want to name names, but yeah, Declan Rice, the one that we should, the one that we let it get away, let him get away. So it makes a big difference. He doesn't have a CDM mopping up half that stuff at, at United, and that's Phillips as well. 
fantastic. Well, he's playing centre back at the moment anyway. He is, yeah. United might chuck 80 mil at him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting calls. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I just think he lacks a bit of a football IQ in that sense. And like Al said as well, the skill level um, to bring the ball out of the back. And what he did on the weekend at Watford, that was a brain fart to get sent off, to get sent off like that. Um, and now that I've had some time to think about it, I think Manchester United, um, just before we move on, talking about uh, new managers, I think they need to go all out on someone that, you know, similar to Pochettino is already in a job, but if they're going to be serious about, you know, taking the next step, Diego Simeone, I think he can come in, uh, control the control the egos at Manchester United, get the fans behind the team, um, create an atmosphere at Old Trafford again, really turn it into a fortress like it used to be. And, you know, why not? Why not go for someone? If you're going to, this is their opportunity. They've had four or five managers since um, Sir Alex Ferguson left. Yes, it's the biggest, the biggest um, job to replace. But I think now, now it's, it's do or die. They can't bring in another flop. They can't take any chances like that. They need to go all out. So why not go for the next best after Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp, mm. Thomas Tuchel, go for Diego Simeone? Just I think, to be honest with you, Pochettino, Poch is magic, you know. He's going to come in the summer. Zidane will go to PSG. Um, you know, that's my prediction. It'll happen. It, it probably will. Yeah. It probably will. I mean, it's not yeah. a great, great, great. Uh, prediction, but you know that's no. That's he's the favourite, isn't he, for the job? For once, I agree with Alan. I think that'll happen. I think Potter will will end up there, but mm. yeah, and, and I would be absolutely odd. gutted being a Spurs fan because I, I would love him back back at Tottenham one day. Mate, you should be happy with where you're at at the moment because Conte <laughs> will win you some silverware, don't you? Conte, worry? what? Uh, yeah, exactly. That passion he showed over the weekend after beating Leeds. You know, going and hugging all the players is is phenomenal. Never seen it before. And I think the players were a little... They've never seen it either, have they? They've never seen what, it yeah. What did you say at halftime? Because what a difference. I think they had what, two two shots in the first half. They had 11 in the second half. And then there was like five touches inside the box in the first half. 18 in the second half. But they just switched. And they uh, he has um, the ability to motivate his, his team at any moment. He obviously said something at halftime to switch it up. But I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. They they got booed off for half time. Then mm. the crowd was you see that you know the highlights as well with just from the crowd, they were just they were so you know the, the passion that they absolutely loved it in the end of obviously you know with the result, but it was kind of a bit of a you know Jekyll and Hyde. They're pretty rubbish in the first half. They were booed off, weren't they? Yeah, they yeah were. Alan just said that. You've just got to listen, Nicholas. Oh, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> just swiping away on Tinder. Come on, mate. Let's let's move on. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking of the other games over the weekend, <laughs> mate, I don't think any result was as big as Liverpool's over Arsenal. And I, was, I think, mate, Jimmy, Jimmy, yes, you, yes. you said you said that Arsenal were a chance at Anfield. Uh, Al was on my side. Did I? He said, "Yes, you did." You, did oh, you said something about Arsenal. I might have. Uh, I might have mentioned when, Arsenal in a sentence last week. Oh, yeah, getting a result at Anfield. Well, it didn't happen. Um, mm. But Al, well, mate, oh, yeah, you're sorry. you're the you're the Spurs supporter. Was that the true Arsenal, or have you 
actually do you have you actually seen some signs of improvement from them in recent weeks well yeah i think we did mention it last week i mean i think i said i, like, I said that we're going to be two nil but four nil is even better obviously being a been a tottenham fan i love that um but i also said that they had to liverpool are a, a top team you know there's there's been some improvement of um but no disrespect to the other other teams they've been playing they've been beating you know two one one nil here here i mean obviously they beat us but by quite a big margin, but um, but we were rubbish at that point. Uh, but I'd say, you know, I'd say they, if they play a top team, then they're going to struggle. They're not the old the old Arsenal, you know, the classic old Arsenal of the nineties and stuff like that. I don't think they're back, and and it was it was good to watch them lose. To be honest with you. Yeah, I'm with you. Four 0 win. Uh, it, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, we already kind of knew this as well, but uh, it's going to be a three-horse race this year, it seems. Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, um, unless any of you guys object. No, I don't object, but I think the the Arsenal one, they did have, in all due respect, they had the best um, streak going, unbeaten streak going into that match. But the last time they did lose was, I think it was back in August to Man City, and that was a 5 nil loss. So you're right, they can't play against the the big sides. And, I, you know, I just... It's it's gonna unfortunately it's gonna be a three horse race which pains me and it annoys me because Nick's not gonna shut up about it but um, you know I don't think they're anything that special to be honest they played pretty junk sides in that streak so it it was it didn't really surprise me to be honest and they're not but, playing European football either are they no it's that, easier. That, but they are still re- I argue they're still rebuilding though it's, yeah. it's not a it's not a like you look at you look at the teams that are at the top of the ladder that we're saying. Are going to be at the top of the table. Sorry, Al, I got in before you did. You can't say anything. Um, <laughs> the ladder. We, we can't really argue with those three. Those three teams are at the top, and they're there for a reason. They've got all the mature age players. They're at the prime. Most of those players, most of those teams, have players that are you know at their prime, and and nothing else. Like you're looking at Arsenal, they've still got incredibly young players. Like Smith Rowe played fantastically in that game. He still made created a few good opportunities. So you can't knock it. They're rebuilding, but it is. It's going to be those three teams: Chelsea, City, and Liverpool, because. And the big difference is, and I know Jimmy probably feels the same, like I still watch United play and I'm like, oh, we might lose this. Even if it's against a Watford, a Watford it's against the Leeds. <laughs> you know, I still, you still have that feeling deep down that, yeah, we're probably going to lose this one. Whereas Nick, I mean, you're probably going into all any game with supreme confidence as, as you, you know, rightfully should considering the team you have, you know, and Chelsea City supporters, they're the same. And I just, I think the big difference is going to be that Chelsea aren't going to lose the 50-50 games that we're seeing City drop, that we're seeing Liverpool drop. I just think Chelsea are going to power through. I mean, I don't know who plays striker these days. It's, it's anyone who wants to score a goal can. It's it's unreal. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's a fair call. And I think another thing going against uh, Liverpool's case as well is the fact that Mane and Salah won't be there for a whole month in January when they head off to the Af- Africa Cup of Nations, which I think is ridiculous. I don't I don't understand how that goes ahead. Um, in this day and age, how they could just be pulled out of um, their domestic teams midway through a season. But anyway, it will, yeah, we'll see what happens there. At, looking at the other end of the table as well, Newcastle uh, sitting last. God, what an opportunity. Win. What an opportunity for them to take points. My God. It was. It was. But to be winless after 12 games, this is heading into Huddersfield territory uh, where they were a couple of seasons ago, seasons ago in there 
final uh, year in the Premier League. I know Eddie Howe wasn't there on the weekend. Um, he still had a big but- influence, though. Apparently, he was on the on the phone or whatever it was from his hospital bed or wherever he was. He was making some changes. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, terribly disappointing. Can we see them turn this around? I think they'll they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win games. I, I don't think that they've got a hard run the next the next nine fixtures, nine, ten fixtures are not easy. But from if you compare performance v performance of how they've been traveling prior to that game, prior to Eddie Howe taking over, I mean they had 23 shots on goal. Yeah, they played, didn't they? They actually that's, played. that's their season PB. Maxi Man mm. looked like a new player. They looked really good. Callum Wilson looked good. You know, give him give him time. I mean, he wasn't there on match day, and, and I think we shouldn't underestimate the difference him being on that side of that pitch would have made. Um, and they had chances to win the game late. They just weren't good enough to, to finish. And to be honest with you, they haven't had the chance this season to practice finishing at in-game. So I'm not exactly shocked they missed a few opportunities. But they played good football. They played the best football I've seen them play. It was actually sort of exciting to watch. Mm. Um, but I think they'll come. They'll come. They'll get some wins. But it is a long way back. There's no doubts about that. It's, it's not going to be easy. Mm. What about you, Al? Do you see a way back for, uh, for the Maggies? Well, if they buy some, you know, they've got all that cash, right? So if they buy some players in the transfer window, um, they probably need a couple. But Mitch said they're scoring, they've got shots on target now, scoring some goals. It's going to change a little bit. And there's still still a long way to go, isn't there, really? Yeah. I mean, was it 12 matches so far? It's, it's you know, we'll see. But I mean, I, I did have them as, as one of the favourites to go down anyway. But mm. if they do spend, then... You never know what will happen. They'll spend money. They'll be fine. They're behind Howe. They were chanting his name as well in the stadium. They'll be all right. They'll survive. It's good to hear from you boys. Love the positive vibes. Uh, another first game for a manager, Stephen Gerrard, getting his oh. first win for Aston Villa. And against a team we, we tend to talk about a lot on the podcast, Brighton. They've been really good this season. And oh, not, in, not lately, they haven't. Well, I mean, they, who did they play before the weekend? I think they had Liverpool. They got a result at Anfield before the international break, which was pretty good. Did they beat again? I mean, who did they beat? Did they beat Liverpool? Is that just want to double check? Just save my <laughs> they, facts. they got a result. They okay. drew. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. It was yeah. a draw, wasn't it? Yeah. That's, that's what I said, didn't I? No, I'm just making sure. Yeah, I just, yeah, no, just <laughs> really sure. rubbed in a bit of extra, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, you've got nothing to rub in. They didn't lose 4 1 to Watford. <laughs> Yeah, but that was in, I mean, Jimmy, you might agree here. It was almost mm. a win, wasn't it? It was. It was. Yeah, it, was. Of, it was as good as a win. It was as good as a win. Yeah, good on him. I, I, mean, I we like. Thought we got way. that against Liverpool, but I mean, we decided to hold on for another couple of weeks. It was just. Well, as Manchester United fans know very well, you can't win every game you play. So, I'm happy to drop one to a good up and coming side like Brighton. But Can also just, on the but, topic. Yeah, on the yeah. topic. Did, no, Nick's just going to come here and praise Stephen Gerrard. And, Obviously, which is fine. No, I mean, go, Brighton, go for no, it. no, I was just going to say that Brighton, they haven't won. It's been seven games now without a win. They, they actually dominated the game. They mm. did. They controlled possession. They had more chances. They couldn't finish. And luckily for uh, Martinez, he, he saved Villa, which is good to see Gerard get the win. That's all great. But just steady on a little bit, Nick, before we, we go all, all in on, on Gerard, because I know you want him to succeed and apparently he's the best manager in the world after this weekend. <laughs> just relax a little bit. Oh, mate, no. First game, you know, it could it could go either way. So a win for Aston Villa, mate. The fans would be loving it. They 
the scenes at Villa Park were incredible. Um, the, the moment I thought Brighton um, really lost it was taking off Lamptey and Kukurea, if I pronounce that correctly, because those two are just lightning down the wings. And I mean, yeah, like you, like you said, Jimmy, Brighton were dominating for most parts of the game. Uh, those two wing backs, they do most of the damage as well. And the moment they go off, um, probably because of, you know, they've, they've suffered a lot of soft tissue injuries over the last few weeks so across their career as well, probably precautionary. But, um, yeah, I, I think that was a crucial moment that ended up costing them in the end. That's when Aston Villa really got on top. But, Yep, first game, first win for Steven Gerrard. He won't mind that at all. And who do Aston Villa have next week? That will be one to watch again. Um, Crystal Palace, who also Ooh. have um, been playing pretty well. And they were involved in a six-goal thriller as well um, against your boys, your second team, Mitch Burnley. That was a good, it was a good game, to be honest. It was actually, you know, it was sort of a weekend of ignore the, the higher teams and enjoy the lower teams and the lower table matches. And, you know, the Burnley game was, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought Palace probably got away with it late. Um, I'd, I'd be actually interested to get your boys' opinion. If you have a situation like that on the weekend where it was clearly a straight red, clearly last man, clearly going to be one-on-one with the goalkeeper, at, at what point when, you know, you've got those sort of fouls where a player is literally bearing down in the box, at what point should it just be, you know what, that's a straight red, a straight, not even a straight red, it's actually going to be a penalty. Because if you, what's, what, if I know I can foul someone at halfway, I cop a red card, but they're through one-on-one with my goalkeeper, and it's, say, mm-hmm. the 85th minute or that it was late in 80 minutes sort of mark, why wouldn't you take that option? Why wouldn't you just foul them way outside the box where it's not, uh, you know, 50-50 chance? Take them out. I'd love to see the refs actually turn around or the, the Premier League turn around or your FIFA, whoever's got to do it, and say, you know what, if you're going to make that much of a clear decision to take someone out that far out, it's a straight pen. Not only is it just a red, it's a pen because they're effectively... The, oh, Mitchell. It's a huge I, thing. I just want to change the it's fabric of the game. But yeah, but hang on. This is literally, it's it's as close to cheating as you can get. Oh, what, what's in Mitchell, it? has got to be inside with the box, son. Where's it with sportsmanship, though? Oh, God, Mitch is off. No, I don't mind that for Mitch. I don't but then there's too it. much grey area. You're going to have to decide every time, okay, that's a penalty if it's a clear foul. And then there's going to well, be that's, the But that's where it can be a, a VAR thing. That's, to be oh. honest with you, this also hits my yeah. nerve because it happened to my team on the weekend um, where a player was taken down one-on-one. As in your local game? <laughs> yeah, my local game, my, my boys playing. So that it hits, it hits a nerve with me when I saw it then again in the <laughs> Palace Burnley game. But for me, if it's going to be that, literally that direct with no other motive, I just think you've, it's got to be more than a penalty of just a red card because I take that foul every day of the week. And sorry, Mitch, sorry, Mitch, I disagree with you, mate. I mean, I was a dirty player back in the day. Uh, yeah, that was his tactic back then. <laughs> that, that was all I was out did. Absolutely. A tactic. 100% it is. You take, take a yellow card, take a booking, or you take one for the team. It's just, that's, that's what you do. You yep. stop the play, you come back, you regroup, and that's it. I think it's great. I think you, you need to have that. Otherwise, <laughs> think otherwise it's great. It's a part of the dark arts. It's like diving. Exactly. Well, it's not the diving. Wait, hang on. Oh, hang on a oh, minute. So man. now there's a lot. Now there's well, a diving, line. diving happens in the game. I don't think yeah, diving does that. happen. But Jeez, that's... Look at the Liverpool fans coming out here. <laughs> like what? Love a dive. <laughs> yeah, the diving can stop, but I mean it's yeah. I think I think the, the yellows, the, the professional fouls and stuff are little the, the niggles have got to be there. Otherwise we're playing basketball. We're I've playing. Got nothing non-contact. against those niggles, but when it's one on one like that foul was, and there wasn't even a card in that. They just played the ref didn't even give a free penalty, nothing free kick, nothing. Well, that, just... That's that's not the player's fault. It's the referee's fault, isn't it? <laughs> I agreed, but 
three points for Burnley would have been bloody handy and they should have had it, really. It happened in the Copa del Rey final a couple of years ago. I think it was Valverde um, took down one of the Atletico strikers, Morata, yeah. I think Loved it was. It. Loved it. Yeah. When I, it was Neil all, and then it went on to penalty shootout and Real Madrid ended up winning. Um, you got to do it. You got to win yeah. anyway. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just get it done. Mm. That's all that matters in the end. Speaking oh, of winning, I, I, what about yeah, Maxwell Cornet? Sorry, just for <laughs> Can't stop scoring the man. Is it four from four? What a goal as well. Oh, Cornet. Oh, Finish. And he was my player of the week a few weeks back because I could see this coming. Nick didn't even give it to me then. So this week, I better get it. There we go. <laughs> I, I haven't seen uh, your the three of your nominations at the moment. So I'm actually looking forward to that a little later on in the pod. I mm. better see one man. I won't mention it now, but <laughs> he's not in there. I'm going to be really angry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I changed my mind. I know who you're talking about. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Oh, geez. All right. Um, moving on. Let's go to the Serie A because there was oh, a lot okay. happening in there. there was Actually, yeah. Jose Mourinho, there's, a, there's a new hero in oh. his team, 18 years old, Felix Afina Gian, Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, unbelievable player. And, and you know, the, the biggest story, like, I like there's, a, there's a few, and even my dog's getting emotional, as you can hear in the background. There's a few you know, um, reasons why this was such a big moment was, number one, it, it was his first goal in, in City A and he scored two of them and they were both crackers. Second one, he dedicated to his mum. Third one is because he came off the bench, I think it was the 75th, 80th minute, Mourinho said to him, you go and score, I'm going to buy these shoes that you like, 800 euros, which is $1,244.47 Australian. Which it's not, it's they're not cheap boots. They're not cheap shoes. He went, he goes on, he scores, they win 2 0, and then he presented uh, the shoes to him on Monday. It's on. You got today. two pairs. Hey? Did he get two pairs? Why? No, I think he got it. He got the oh, one. Oh, because it was two goals. Twice. Oh. <laughs> he got the one go- no, he got just the one pair. Just the one pair. Just the one pair. That's good. Um, but it was a brilliant moment. It was great. And uh, that's what you like to see. You like to see that managers believe in their players and let them come on and then they and then they provided. So it was a fantastic win for Roma, who haven't been um, you know, haven't been great of late. And it was Shevchenko's first game in charge of Genoa. So that was a big story from the City R. There was also other stories because now there is no more undefeated sides in the City R. So both uh, Napoli and Milan lost, and they were cracking games. 4-3, Milan lost to Fiorentina, and then Napoli went down 3-2 to Inter. Just, it, was, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable, boys. And you were saying it's a Farmers League City. I was not good. It was just too good. That interview with Zlatan after his game, and he, oh, mate, he is not slowing down. I tell you what, he scored. So he scored two. He set up one in that game. They st- he was involved in all three. They still lost. But um, he's he, uh, he has said something in this interview where because they are the youngest side in, in City R. And he's saying it's a new challenge for him to be there and to help these boys grow. So they're all young ones and he steps up. He's found a new role, like a leadership role. Before it was all about him. It's just me, it's Zlatan, don't care about anyone. He goes there and he's helping bring up this, this Milan team who Nick still doesn't rate for some reason. I don't understand why, but they are a good side. And he's also said this, right? He said the Premier League, right, the quality is overrated, he said in the Premier League. <laughs> He did. He did. He's of quite... course he would. He's playing in the Serie no, but he said in Spain, France, Italy, the technique. Technique is better. Technically, okay. they're better players, which is why there's so many foreigners in the Premier League. Who's won the Champions League 
Well, two out of three. He, gets, two he out takes of, it personally. He no, I'm just saying. Chelsea last season, Liverpool a couple of years before. Well, that, that's fine because they've got a lot of internationals. How many of them are Englishmen? You know, in in the side. Well, what are we talking about? Are we talking about Premier League or the international players? Well, we, we, in the international players as well also made the Euro final. Well, I'm glad that Nick knows more than Ibrahimovic. That's why we're here. This is why this is I'm a just podcast. Saying, but I, I just I enjoyed the City on the weekend because there were unbelievable results, and it is a very very close contest. Great storylines and you like it now there's no undefeated sides anyone can win on their day and people like Zlatan are making this league famous again uh, oh Bonucci as well scored a double against Lazio scored two that's what Let's you want that. a centre back to do just going back to Zlatan how long how much long do you reckon he has Jimmy how much longer can he oh, compete at this level? He's, he says he wakes up every day and his body is sore but he said he still has the motivation to go there and play. So I don't know, to be honest. How, how no old idea. is he now? Is he 38? Uh, he's probably, what, he's getting in his age. He's got to be now. at least 38, um, 39. And he's, like, he's incredible. He's, his fitness regime, how he keeps his body. So I mean, if I can do half that at his age, I'll be pretty happy. I can't even kick a ball now. So mm. he's incredible. That's, he just seems to be able to continue and keep going. He's sort of you know, Renato-esque in terms of how he keeps his body in that condition. Yeah, he's been doing it for 20 years. It's unbelievable. Um, so, look, I don't know how long he can go for, but uh, he's showing no signs of slowing down, that's for sure. Mm, I like it. I like it. I do respect Ibrahimovic. Quality quality player. One of the best of our generation. Um, moving on to... What, sorry, boys. I had, yeah. you know, can I ask you, what's the most expensive shoes you've ever bought? That was a topic I wanted to ask you about. <laughs> go around the room. Jeez. Um, I'm... Uh, I don't really see much point in spending a lot of money in shoes. I reckon about 200, 200. I would never go more than that. Mitchell? Jeez, that's that's cheap. My runners cost more than 200. Oh, um, look at Mitchell. I'd have to get them on sale or something. I wouldn't buy them full price. <laughs> I reckon I've got a pair. Actually, you know what they were? They were a pair of uh, Adidas. It was around this, must have been around, oh, must have been around a World Cup or something. They're bright blue. They're F50s. Um, and they were the most expensive. I think they were around 300. Uh, they did not help me play any better, and they were probably too bright for a fullback. Um, so I went back to the Tiempos after that, just nice black. But uh, yeah, it'd be a pair of Adidas. I think they were F50s, bright blue, not good for a fullback. Just for Alan, when he was growing up, he used to spend, I think it was about five nickel on a, on a pair of boots. <laughs> so it'll be hard to, well, if be hard to, to pick. What put in a bit of inflation, that, that adds up. That's, it does. Well, it's true. I'll, I'll probably pay, spend about 100, 100 quid. On a good pair of uh, Adidas World Cups, mm. that leather, those you know those boots were the best. We're talking about boots, right? Not just shoes. Well, yeah, any whatever it costs more because these aren't boot these aren't boots like soccer boots. These were just shoes, like yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. eight hundred euro, eight hundred. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wear them out of the house. I'll take them out of the box. Thousand, get rid of them. It's just what's funny. That in AUD about. Hey? What's that in Australian dollars? Jeez, Nick never listens. To, he doesn't listen. To <laughs> I can't. I'm sorry, I must have missed it. What was it? Miss it? It was one thousand two hundred and forty-four dollars and forty-seven cents. Jesus, in Australian. Yeah, it's, it's pocket money for them, isn't it? Well, it is. To be honest, especially for Jose. I mean, he could have bought the whole bloody. He could just about bought yeah. shares in the company and not even yeah. noticed it. <laughs> There's a good video of him unwrapping it. It was. It was great. I, I thought it was a good moment. Ah, oh, it's, it's whatever, Jose. <laughs> not a fan oh, you know he, he's, he's all with the family and stuff like that and then yeah whatever when he starts losing and then all the players start hating him anyway Jeez, Mr. Positivity welcome Alan well, you know he's, he, he, did, he didn't do well at United didn't do well at Spurs he didn't he, I, I think he did alright at United considering the, t- the squad he had 
And I mean, he came away and said that was the hard, you know, the the or the best he's ever done with a squad of that quality. And you look at after, you know, everyone that's come after him, you can't argue. Well, he had a, he had a better win percentage than than Ole at fifty eight percent versus fifty four percent. Anyone a trophy as well? Didn't trophy, you? Yeah. Mm. But, mm. Oh well. Well, another thing Al doesn't like is the A League. Oh yes, um, A League. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Al hates the A League. No, no, that hate is uh, hate is a horrible word I never use, unless it's Arsenal. <laughs> anyway, the A League is good. It's great. I watched lots of uh, lot, lots, a lot of it over the weekend. Did you? Yeah, what did you, you, what, was your, what was your favourite game? Well, well no, I was I was going to say, Mike, the the burning question, right? Yeah, I didn't obviously didn't watch this game, but about Dan, Daniel Sturridge. Burning question mm. on everyone's lips. Yeah. Was he able to get his dog through customs at the airport with him? I don't no. know. That is a great question. I'm not sure. Uh, has has this been reported on yet? Well, no, there, there, there was there was that it was back last year, he was in LA and he lost his dog. Someone stole his dog. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And and he had uh, he had 30 grand um on, on his head. You know, it was 30 grand for anyone to come out. No, he'd find the dog, and obviously he he got his dog back, uh, but he didn't didn't pay the didn't pay the money to to the anyway. This oh, is really? a crap story. So let's Jeez, move on. Well, you just put a damper <laughs> on the A League section. No, um, that's interesting. Yeah, no, he didn't pay the reward. Terrible. But did he get any game time? That's my question. He got five, five minutes. minutes. He came on in the eighty fifth. Five minutes. Uh, minutes. Um, he, he was coming straight out of quarantine. He also I mean, probably pocketed thirty grand for that five minute appearance. To the be thing honest, was yeah. though, he he got on for five minutes, but he spent over half an hour signing autographs, taking selfies, and yeah, speaking like with this. afterwards. And he had to have a, a, one of the the club people come over and say, "Hey, enough. We've got to get back inside." So. He, he's very generous with his time, which we really appreciate here in Australia. We want to keep him here. And it's all about the fans. It's all about and, and thanking them for coming out. He obviously only played five minutes, so he wanted to say thanks. And uh, they, didn't, they didn't get the win. It was a 1-1 uh, draw in the end, but still. But what know, a goal by playing Friday night. I've got a pun per team if you want to hear it. And, uh, and you guys can add your little bit to the, uh, to the A-League, what you saw on the weekend. Yeah, go on. No, look at no, don't worry yeah. about it. Just move no, on. no, I was saying, yeah. No, no, no it's it. fine. It's fine. I just thought we could no, wrap do... it up that way. No, do it. Do it. Go ahead. Are you sure? Because you didn't say uh, I'm impressed. I, no, I meant I was being serious. Okay, fine. All right, I'll whip through them really, really quickly. There's only a few. There's not 20 teams, Alan, so don't worry. Don't worry. Okay, we'll go quickly. Wait, mate. Adelaide United. Can't escape the pain, kiddo. Yeah, obviously it was a very painful pattern of wasting opportunities. They did that last season. They had 15 attempts. Uh, Ryan Kiddo's shot was the probably the, the the best opportunity that didn't go in. It went off the woodwork. And it, once again, they dominate possession. They can't win. So unfortunately, they just got the 1-1 draw. Brisbane Raw, they shot for the moon. And uh, their coach, Warren Moon, he inspired them again against Melbourne City. They came over here. They had to fly here. at. They got here at 4 o'clock. They played at 7.30 and then they flew straight back to Brisbane because of the COVID and quarantine and all that crap. But they played well 2-1. They nearly got over the line against Melbourne City. So very well done by them. Central Coast Mariners, Colin Farrell as the Academy Award winner. Jacob Farrell, beautiful Academy player, comes on, scores a cracker. Actually, I don't know if he came on. I think he started, to be honest. But he scored a header at the 57th and a star is born. Academy players for Central Coast. That's where you want to be. MacArthur FC, what a load of bull. The longest mm. the longest uh, preseason in the history of world sport, and they couldn't get their pitch ready. They had to change pitches because it wasn't ready. That was ready. disgusting. Okay, how could you not have it ready? 
So they changed the, they the state it. of it. What did they play over the last few weeks there? I've got no it's like idea. The, they let the cows like, loose and just let them go. The bulls well, loose, it. didn't yeah. they? That was terrible. They played in front of 1,188 fans. So pretty standard A-League crowd that. But no, it wasn't great. Um, Melbourne City, the Windy City. Um, they were okay, but they just kind of drifted in and out of the game. They scored two, but they did allow Brisbane to get into it. They'll, they'll soon get into their groove. Don't worry about Melbourne City. Melbourne Victory, raised by... Ex-Wolves, uh, so obviously former Wolves defender Roderick Miranda. He was fantastic. He was the difference. He scored a header and got them over the line in the end. And that game was actually horrible to watch, though, because the Paramount Plus um, mm. team, there's obviously two games on at the same time, and they obviously focused on the on the Sydney derby. And the camera work was shocking. Um, there was there was cutaways. There was it was move. It was just bad. It was. Bad. I have faith so, in them to turn it around though. Opta so. Sport, Opta Sport screwed up their first World Cup as well, but they turned it around. So I've I have faith in Paramount Plus. Mm, uh, fair enough. You're the only one. Uh, Newcastle Jets take off delay. They had a, a good. This was a good game, but they uh, they did uh, unfortunately not win at the start. And this is this is the team I'm picking for the wooden spoon. So. Um, they'll have to wait for their first points, to be honest. Uh, Perth Glory, English Channel I had for Perth Glory, and all the English uh, supporters were tuning into that to watch Sturridge get five minutes. But as I said, it was great that he stayed behind and gave to the fans and took photos and signed autographs, good on him. Sydney FC, blue skies for sky blues ahead, hopefully. Uh, Steve Corica said he was happy with the performance. Maybe in the final third, they needed to finish off their chances. So obviously a nil-nil draw for Sydney FC. They can only get better. I mean, they haven't had much time, have they? Four months to bloody prepare for this, but uh, they'll get into it. Their groove. Wellington Phoenix, like a crazy ex-goalkeeper. Uh, Ex-Phoenix keeper, Philip Curto. Unbelievable uh, for MacArthur, and he saved them. Uh, with uh, he, he stopped Wellington from winning, basically, uh, through some phenomenal saves. Western Sydney Wanderers, he's a keeper. Now, Thomas Mayas is the Spanish keeper between the sticks for the Western Sydney Wanderers, and he was goalkeeper of the week, and he will win goalkeeper of the season. Pulled off some fantastic saves. Look out for him. The last one, Western almost united. Um, they are still finding their groove because it's a very, very new team, um, and they're trying to gel. They've got a new coach as well, but they had starts for new players as well. Jamie Young, um, Ben Garuccio started, Kilkenny, Denzel Wenzel. Dylan Wenzel Holes, they all started new boys, dug into their groove. They lost one nil, but it's nothing to worry about. Love and that the was rap, it. Jimmy. That Love was a wrap. wrap. That was good. That was good. Great summary of the, the week gone by. And I am looking, I'm actually looking forward to next weekend of the A League. Um it was it was an interesting weekend. No, no, I'm really no, it, getting it into is. it. It is Alan, what match are you gonna look out for this week for the A League? Oh, you're over there in England, so you, you'll have to get up early to try and watch a game. I wonder if they'll be showing uh, the Friday night game, <laughs> Daniel Sturridge, on TV over in England. Probably well, not, might. but... Uh, no. <laughs> 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 they won't be. Sorry. Um, you know, it's not going to happen. We tried. We I'll tried. Probably, I actually probably won't get up for it, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I will Surprises be- me. I'll be there in the Premier League time. So it's good to be, it's kind of reverse. Oh, it is reverse. So, you know, I, I can watch the, the games at a, a normal time. It's the best, isn't it? When that can happen. I can't wait. It's unbelievable. All right, boys, let's wrap this up with our uh, votes, our Premier League player Ooh. of the week votes. Um, I've been waiting all show for this. Uh, better not be let down by you boys. Who wants to start off? Jimmy, uh, you start first. off. Oh, no, okay. No. Uh, 
Well, my one is the obvious one, and it's one that this week I've been waiting for this because Nick hasn't given me a player of the week yet, but I, I, I know that he'll appreciate this because he loves Steven Gerrard. Emiliano Martinez, unbelievable performance, kept the clean sheet. He was the reason why Steven Gerrard got the win. He was the reason. The two biggest saves as well from Trossard and Lamptey to keep the clean sheet, that one-on-one as well, the second one, was fantastic. And you need to keep it to keep you in the game. And when that mm. happens, it's not just the goal that goes in, but the motivation levels. And like we said, Brighton were dominating this game. They dominated possession. If he doesn't make these fantastic two saves and keep a clean sheet, they don't win. Aston Villa go, oh, God, it's the same old story. No one goes to the game, season over. But pulls off those two saves. Stevie Gerrard gets the first win under his belt. And uh, look out, they're coming charging home. So he was... The, the player of the round. Don't mind that. I don't mind that. There, there wasn't too many standouts. So, you know, he's actually, yeah, it's a good shout. He could it's get the three shout. this week. Mitch? Could get the three, he says. Not a chance. Oh, no. There is one man and one man only that deserves it. Very simple. Look, we talk about great goals. We talk about class players. We talk about guys that just get out there, no fuss, do their job. Can't they? He, he, what can't he, what can't he do? He just can do whatever. He, I'm oh, not, no, I'll leave the puns to that you. Pun I'll leave the puns to you. No. But you know what? <laughs> it still deserves three points because, I mean, what more can you ask of the man? He sits there. He keeps some clean sheets. Defensively, he's the best CDM in the world. And then he can run the whole field and score goals. Right, he's like got that. a nice goal. That's fine. But other than that, I mean, I don't think he was the reason why they won. I'd say he got the crowd going, and you know, did did, did the job. And you know, Leicester, we, a lot of we good players around routine. him, Mitchell. It, it was a big win for Leicester. I'll give you that. If we're taking oh, oh, sorry for Chelsea. Chelsea. I was going to say Leicester. Jesus. Yeah, gee. But if we're taking our points away from players that are playing good teams, then we can't give any any Liverpool player, you know, a vote any any Chelsea, any City. <laughs> you know, we're really going to be going low. In that case, I should have voted for Cornet and just given him the three. Well, there hasn't been any Liverpool players yet, unless Al has something to say. Here you go, Alan. Well, Al, I actually changed, changed my mind on this, so I was going to go with TAA. <laughs> obviously, you know, being a Liverpool player, I would have got my three points. Um, Maybe. But, and that was the player you were talking about, right? Two assists and thrashing the Gooners. Yes, that That's was who I was talking about. He at least deserved a vote, but go on. But I'm actually going to go for an ex-Man United player. And I can't believe any of you, you actual United uh, fans didn't go for any any Watford player there. It's, it's unbelievable that. Disgusting. Uh, but I'm going to go for Tom Cleverley. He uh, ran all over the United uh, midfield on the weekend. I think um, you could have run over the United midfield on the weekend. Oh, I think so. As I said, they're pretty poor. But I mean, Tom Cleverley has won a Premier League title as well. Um, maybe you shouldn't have got rid of him. <laughs> That's a fair point, but that doesn't make you player of the week. I thought he was amazing against United. I thought he was good. I thought he was good. <laughs> It must say my dog doesn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, Tom Cleverly. Oh, go on. Were you going to say was, something? I was just going to say you would have done a better, definitely a better job than Fred or McTominay. It's not setting the highest bar, though, if we're completely and utterly honest. No, well, that's it, exactly. He hasn't been playing much football lately, though, Tom Cleverly, has he? No, I haven't he seen his name thrown around an awful lot. But well, good we're on him. About player of the week, right? So yeah, we are. No, no, no. Fair enough. I'll just yeah, we'll talk about player of the week. Question. But Alan's mentioned that he's won a Premier League title in the past and that sort of thing. Who cares <laughs> about that? Yeah. What about this week? Touche, uh, touche. Go on then. 
well, this week, oh, gee, I, I'm actually finding it hard to separate these it's guys. It's not that hard, Nick. Yeah, look, all right. I might have to go cleverly with one vote. Oh, mate, yes, come yes, on. yes, agreed, <laughs> agreed. Strong start, strong start. Agreed. Sorry, mate. Agreed. Um, I'll have to go Martinez with two and oh, Kante Jesus. with three. I think Kante w- was incredible. It was the early game on Saturday night. We all watched Not just it. Just because um, you watched it, you didn't watch the Villa game. If you had to watch the Villa game, you would have <laughs> understood that he was player of the Two week. votes is still pretty good. Oh, I don't like the goalkeepers. They get shafted every week. I'm not happy. <laughs> no, it was a cracking goal from Kante, one of the goals of the season. And, yeah, on his old stomping ground as well. He just and he, and he sort of celebrated too, which we all mentioned was a bit of a no-no, but he did have a little bit of a celebration. But, I mean, the yeah. man's too nice to you – can't, you can't say anything against him. He's too nice and just smiles all the time. And another former Leicester player as well dominated, Ben Chilwell. I thought he was very good. Got an, another assist. Um, it's it's the year of the wingbacks. Chilwell, Reese James, Cancelo, Alexander-Arnold. There's go. a lot there of them. <laughs> well, am I wrong? Am I, <laughs> I mean, speak up. <laughs> but, yeah, right. um, yeah. Hey? No, you're right. I think you're, you're, you're totally right. I think yeah. that, that everyone's going for wingbacks, aren't they, at the moment? So. I mean, Regulon even scored the weekend. Yeah, mate. Yeah, Regulon was a he was another one. Uh, First goal for Tottenham Hotspur, but um, yeah, I mean, good on him, good on him. So yeah, that's my three votes. Well done, Mitch. Well done. Is that the first time I've given you three votes? I I think I've collected the most between those two the whole season. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy. Well, I mean, Jimmy either picks a goalkeeper or a Manchester United player, and that's it. Not that you know he's off the mark and all for so what you're saying. He's a good... Liverpool player. Is that all that is? Really? That's all I have oh, to pro- do. Probably, <laughs> probably. I think Alexander Arnold was a bit robbed this week, but anyway, and so was Firmino a few weeks ago when he scored a hat trick and an assist and didn't get a vote. But <laughs> not salty at all. That's fine. That's. Uh... <laughs> um, and I think that just about wraps up. We've got to give another our podcast. What, what, no, what we're looking forward to next week, obviously. True. Well, we, we know what that. Al's have, looking forward to. Well, Al's for sure. looking forward to flying off and forgetting about us this year. That is true. That is well, true. I'll, I'll, I'm going to miss you guys, obviously. Um, and I'll, I'll give a shout out from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, you'll still be joining us. That's fine. Speaking of Tottenham Hotspur, this, this, this week, the game I'm looking forward to is Burnley and Tottenham. And the reason being why is because I know that the result. I understand the result. And I'll tell you why. It will be... 4-1 Tottenham. Uh, Corne is going to score for Burnley. Harry Kane scores a hat-trick. And then another Tottenham player will get another goal. But it's 4-1 to Tottenham. I'm looking forward to this game because Conte has got them purring. And uh, clip this up, Nico, because we'll play it next week when it happens. Well, you said Arsenal would, would uh, win over the weekend. I don't remember that. I do not remember that at you all. You did. No, <laughs> you said it. I don't think so. <laughs> I'll have to look through the tapes, but I doubt that ever happened. Uh, Mitch, what about you? Oh, look, there's only one game for me, and it's it's Chelsea United. Um, as yep, I said earlier, one, yeah. it's that bittersweet. I'd love to see United turn up, but at the same point, it'll be pretty concerning if they do actually you know, put in a decent shift against Chelsea because it proves what we all probably deep down think. So it'll be interesting to see how the players bounce back and you know, if Carrick changes anything dramatically uh, between, obviously, today and you know that game on Sunday. United will mm-hmm. win. Carrick will get a three-year contract. Wait and see. 
We'll oh, clip yeah. that and replay it when he gets sacked after one game in charge. And just <laughs> uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most isn't in the Premier League. It's Ooh. in the Serie A. Juventus, oh, Atalanta. That's, that's going to be a cracker. Game. That'll be a cracker. Yep. I'm Atalanta looking forward to that a strong win as well. They can't stop scoring those boys. And obviously Juventus over Lazio 2-0. Yeah. Coming home strong, fellas. Hopefully we see some goals in that one. We and will. Juventus, they're, they're on a bit of a run at the moment. Yeah, they are. They are. They're starting still to get in shape. <laughs> still sitting eight. They're still coming slowly, slowly, slowly. That's right. Concentrate on the Champions League. We'll be right. Uh, good to hear. But yes, now that finally wraps up uh, the podcast for another week. So thanks, boys, as always, for jumping on. Al, good luck over in the UK. We send you our wishes. Um, we're all very jealous of you. But yeah, until mustache. next time. <laughs> until next time. See you all later.